Support for For The Players, the pop culture as PlayStation podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FTP at au.manscaped.com. If my math is correct, and it might just be, that's about 8 million balls. For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by The Man Shake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Man Shake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast with over 40 years of playing PlayStation and near on 10 years in that game's media combined. I want to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening to us on podcast, services be sure to give us a five star rating and a written review which you can now do on spotify if you are watching us on youtube be sure to like subscribe leave a comment below i endeavor to answer every single comment and if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash the pop culture as well as our merchandise store because we can shop we can buy shirts other assorted shit with our logos on it on it or you can help support the brands to help support us just like manscaped using the code ftp at au.manscaped.com we'll save you 20 percent off your order and free worldwide shipping but we'll get to that a little bit later how are you max yeah pretty good better than last weekend yeah so for those paying you know playing at home max was off last week with uh pains in the butts uh he had uh, the gastros and he and he died uh internally for, yeah, for a little while wasn't fun no mm-hmm. so have you recovered from that yeah so i pretty much had recovered by sunday evening went back into work uh as usual monday um yeah it's been it's been all right not too shabby not too shabby although yeah. i although i now have a runny nose so yeah i was gonna say fun. like you like you you're now leaking from a different part of your body um the upper half rather than the lower half so that's it's a win it's uh, it comes in threes you know what you know you're kind of running out of spots to leak really um yeah hmm Oh, well, we'll cross that bridge if it, if it appears, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll just, we'll deal with that leak when we get there. So other than that, how, how's, how's the week been? What's, what's, yeah, what's the, week's been, the week's been pretty good. Obviously, you know, not being sick has just been uh, incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you alluded to earlier, my mum's come down for, for the week. Uh, so she came down back end of last week. She'll be here all this week, which is awesome because I don't get to spend, uh, I don't get to see her very often. And it now allows me to sleep in every day because there's someone to watch my kid in the morning when my wife goes to work. And it's one of those, and, and it's one of those things. Nana, Nana K is like, no, I have no beef, no beef 
with looking after the kids. She'd be more than happy to yeah, pretty to much. Nan duties on. So it's a yeah. big win for everybody involved. How's uh, how's your work been? My work has been pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, just as as it continues to be each and every week, um, we just you know just more of the same. Really, I was up in Colac this week. I, I was at the Colac Gamer, which was fun. Uh, I think I talked about this last week as well. The new site is pretty much going ahead. It's going to take a couple of weeks to get to get there. Apparently, negotiations or whatever is going to take like fucking eight weeks or something stupid. Like how long does it say? How long does it say that? Yeah, we'll take it and make it better. Uh, that's uh, whatever. Other than that, yeah, it's it's been not too not too bad. Week's been pretty good. Uh, caught up with Craig, friend of the show, friend of the show, the Mullet Show. He and I watched some wrestling uh, together, which was uh, as fun as always. We're trying to make that a weekly thing. We catch up uh, every Thursday evening to uh, to to watch AEW Dynamite. Because um, something we used to do uh, in the like in the first lockdowns, we would would watch it all together, and then as things started back opening, we started drifting away from the from the Discord streaming, watching stuff together, mostly because, well, we didn't have to sit behind a screen anymore. So if we can avoid sitting behind a screen, we would we would do it, and it's like oh, but when we're not watching wrestling together, or we're not watching stuff together. What can, what can we do? Like, well, let's just do it in person. It's the exact same thing. Like, let's just hang out and, and do it that way. Like, there's no nothing to say we can't keep watching the wrestling together. We just have to slightly alter how we do it. And, you know, the post-lockdowns, the main thing you want to do is see people. Uh, and with Craig working from home, he's like, I need a reason to get out of the house because I am going insane if I stay in here all day, every day. I'm like, huh. then there's your answer. Yeah, yeah, come out here. Saying that, it's not as if I spend every other moment behind some other screen, whether it be this one work it, doing my work screen or the behind the screen uh, playing some games. Now, before we get into what is the title of, of this episode, which is the Elden Ring, uh, before we get there, Max, you've got a couple other games that you talked about. Now, I talked about it last week with Horizon Forbidden West, and I have some more things to say, but we need to hear what you are thinking how are you finding yeah, so, horizon forbidden west so i started playing horizon forbidden west uh obviously last weekend um i started playing it on playstation 4 because at the time i was bedridden and the only playstation in the bedroom is, is the ps4 so i was playing it on a stock standard playstation 4 mm-hmm. the game looked Dunning. I, I don't know how they did it. Yeah. It looked fantastic. So I played through the first like hour or so on that. Um, and then I jumped across to the PS5 and played on my 4K HDR screen. And everything just kind of cranked it up to 11, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I've put about 10 hours in so far. Uh, I've gotten to the point where this story kind of branches open to you and you can kind of pick and choose how you want to go about uh, completing it. Uh, I'm not finding the story as enticing as Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it also does this thing that uh, that annoys me for, for no, to no end is despite the fact that this game is a, a direct follow-on and it kind of alludes to what Aloy has been doing in the in the six months between the ending of uh, uh, Zero Dawn and, and the beginning of Forbidden West, apparently she's just lost all her gear. It's sequels, man. It's sequels. <laughs> and like, I get why they do it because you have to, you know, you, they've, you have to have a reason to earn all this stuff again. And I understand that, but it, it, it is 
slightly frustrating. Yeah, well, the other, um, the big advantage though is that rather than having to go craft them or find them or whatever, they're like, hey, they just start handing them they, out they, to you. They do kind of, they they kind of do give them out pretty liberally, which is fun. Uh, the improved skill tree is fantastic. Uh, I've only, I've completely maxed out the the melee tree essentially because mm-hmm. uh, that's what I like to. Apparently, I can't shoot in this game. It's just my my aim is just absolutely atrocious. Uh, I find that uh, I felt like to a certain degree I was kind of being punished for golden pathing this game. I wasn't mm-hmm. doing a lot of side quests and I found myself very quickly becoming really underleveled for the main the main story. Okay. Uh, now, obviously, they the benefit to doing the side quest is almost all of them give you a guaranteed skill point as well as XP, as opposed to in the first game where only a few specific... Uh, side quests actually gave out skill points mm-hmm. now that makes sense because in the first game there was like 50 odd skills there's now like 160 odd skills so they do need to be more you know giving with the skill points obviously the the leveling system is there to uh up your hp and all that stuff i did find that as long as i kept my gear up to date and i was upgrading them uh on the crafting benches it didn't matter too much about my level. Mm-hmm. It was purely based. I could kind of outskill the the level gap essentially, which was fine. Uh, the combat changes have been really nice. Uh, the introduction of combos has been awesome. The gameplay is still as tight as it was in the first game. I'm just, I'm not, I'm just not feeling the story as much. I'm not as compelled to go back and play it as what I was with Zero Dawn. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know if you felt the same way, but I, I just feel like it. I don't know if the I don't know if the story is going to be back end strong, and it's just taking a while to get into it. But I definitely found the first game to be way more compelling than what the second one is. Yeah, there's a couple of different. There's a couple of things here, but with, with Horizon is. So look, I say that look in terms of the story, I, I I'm with you. Like there are parts where it's kind of not hitting where I thought it was going to be. Like, it is a slow trudge, and, like, even Aloy herself, is, as you're playing more, you know, she is very, like, disgruntled and flat and kind of like, Ugh, you know, and just sort of wanting to do it all by herself. And it, it's very clear that the, the, the main story focus of this game is going to be around community and you can't do shit by yourself and, and well, you need peers. It's, it's funny because in a lot of these open world games, you generally have like your overarching quest for these open world games are normally like a big life and death situation, which is the case in this game. And normally as a player, there's a lack of urgency to do that because you're like, hey, I'm going to go build a settlement over here or hey, I'm going to go rescue this guy's dog. But Aloy embodies that. No, I, what I'm doing is important. How about you guys deal with your own shit and just let me get on with what needs to be done? But then there's also... And, it, and it's funny seeing that come through as the player because that, in my mind, is what I'm feeling. It's like, hey, I need to save the planet and you pricks are blocking the doorway because some guy hasn't shown up yet. How about you just let me through? Yeah. Me being here is not going to change that. Like, Yeah, that part, so I, that part I do really it's like. It's nice seeing that... that um, come through from the, the character's perspective i guess but even in how she communicates like so she's cl- she was someone that was an outcast then accepted into the tribe because they make she made them then she saved everyone everyone's like oh we want to be best friends with you eh? well you're the fucking fan you're the fucking best and she's like, so she has that disgruntled like look i just saved the world 
and now you love me and like before that you hate like fuck off get out of my way like that's got shit yeah. to do and i do like that because she does have the pressure of the literally pressure of the world on her which which is you know a big a big part of it but what i love about it as well even the side stories like the side characters have a, a lot more to them than they had before so even if you like hey i'm diverting from the major world events here there's still enough to go oh okay cool well i'm i'm getting more benefit i'm getting benefit from doing these side things whether it be a further understanding of the world uh further you know understanding the wilds and how they work um just experiencing more machines whatever it is you need like the the, I find the side quests are relevant. The more of them are like go fetch this, kill that, all the same usual nonsense. But that's the same. Yeah, that's mission structures of games. There's not much you can do about that. But it does add a nice little, you know, bit of extra around it, which yeah. I which I really enjoy. Um, I'm still really loving. Now I want to correct myself from a word I used last week. I, I was using the word telemetry in terms of what I meant the to scale. I think the word I was looking for was topography. So as you press the button and it scans the wall and you see all the little ledges that you can climb. I believe that word is topography, not not telemetry. Um, so yeah, I still really enjoy that. That is a big lifesaver because you kind of just like oh I want to scale this giant thing and you can, which is uh, which is really really cool. But in terms of the story, Max, getting back to that. I'm with you, as I said, like the, the, with Aloy's delivery, it's kind of, uh, you know, she, because because of she's like, like it does kind of, the story doesn't feel energetic, it just kind of feels like it's trudging along because she's essentially trudging along. Uh, as you progress further, like there is a, uh, there is a huge what the fuck moment and uh, that's what I, I think I'm there now. Now I have no idea how many hours I've played. As I've come to learn, I am not a judge of, uh, I'm really bad at judging exactly how many hours I've put into a game because even when I, when I talked about Horizon Zero Dawn, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've played like 20 hours the first time I played it. No, nah, I didn't. I barely fucking touched it, you know, because it took me 30 hours to finish the game uh, last week. So not just last week, but when I wrapped credits on it last week. So I, I think I'm like, I think my save says like eight hours, nine hours, something like that. But like, I am really just fuck assing around. Like I really yeah. am. I'm doing all the side things. I'm doing everything I possibly can. Like for context, you may know. So I've, I've gone to, I've, uh, look, this is, this is not really story sports. It's kind of the thing you, you need to realize. So you need to go find the backup of Gaia. That's what, that's the big plan. The back end of the last game, you know, you want to re, you need to rebuild the world anew and that's what you're hunting for. And I've just come to a, a big location, uh, in part of that story. And then I've seen a series of characters that have really kind of thrown a spanner in where I thought the game was going and what the idea I went, Oh, I on. think I know where you're up to. Right, hang on. Let's go back a sec. Let me just let me just rehear what you said because the same thing happened. There was a there was a cutscene that I had with uh, a thing, and it mentioned something about you know some these things have happened in the past, and I've gone. Did I did I say what I thought I said? So the, what I thought I said. So I went back on YouTube and watched the cutscene again, and I was like, oh shit. Well, that shot that throws a spanner in it, and then now I've seen this this these other new characters, and I'm like, huh, that throws a spanner again, because you know, looking at like up until this point, you have only seen a lot of characters uh, in the world that have been very, uh, very primitive, very you know, because like wild, because that's the one thing I was I was having a discussion with with a colleague at work about. What, what I see the tone of the wilds being, of the Forbidden Wilds, Forbidden West, the Forbidden Wilds, is that it's very primitive. 
and uh, I see that in terms of, of all the tribes and the way they dress and the weapons that they use, etc., etc., etc. And like we've always seen that in even in the sprinkling of Zero Dawn, like that was the imagery. They're all these sort of tribes. They're really early human life tribes, but with the knowledge of tech and machines. And here you get that even more, like even down to the machine visuals, like we're seeing as we're seeing dinosaurs, we're seeing like just rabid creatures that are really, really angry. And look, I've, you know, I've seen some more now. I've seen that triceratopy looking thing that I wanted to see. There's one that looks like an Arche Archaeopteryx, which is another cool dinosaur from Dino Nerds out there. Uh, you know, like there's, there's really cool extras to it. And it just, it just has this different energy and different feeling like as this, uh, you know, I don't know. That's what I'm getting out of anyway. But then these new characters come in with, which completely put that on its head. And I go, all right. So I think my understanding of what this game is going to say and do has changed. Cause yeah. once again, not having seen any trailers or anything going into this, just knowing about some rough ideas, I probably could have seen at least some of this coming, but I went, huh? So in a interesting twist, it has got me reconsidering, what I thought the game was going. So in terms of me going, ah, the story's not quite there yet. This little tangent or this little like sprinkle of something different makes me go, maybe I read it completely wrong. So like, I'm not willing to, to dismiss the story just yet. Like, you know, when it's sitting at like, like, like I said, I, it could be back end heavy mm -hmm. and you know, it, it could have this massive revelation that I just didn't see coming. But at, at the moment, it, it, I'm finding it less compelling than what Zero Dawn is. Yeah. Zero I, Dawn was. And I think that's purely because Zero Dawn was setting up the story. This is the middle. And it, has, yeah. and, it had to, and it had to give you the information that it needed to give you to get to where you needed to go. Whereas, yes, this is very much the middle of the story. And it's it seems to, for me personally, it's kind of just plateaued a bit. Mm. And I'm waiting for it to either rise or fall again. See, I'm feeling quite confident that there will be a third. Look, I don't, I, having not seen the end of this game, I don't know. But like, I just having a feeling the success of the first one well, and the improvements on the second, I'm like, okay, this is 100% getting a third. So this is the two towers to the return of the king. So like, you know, there's some cool shit that will happen, but it is, it is, as you said, it's the middle part of a greater story and everything will fix itself up in the third or, you know. So it's, it's yeah. building without, with adding some new, but not too much new. We'll wait and see where it goes. But um, yeah, in the gameplay, I'm still really enjoying because it's more of zero. It's more of Horizon, which is just an expansion on the first. There are some minor things that are, that are great improvements. Um, I like the, the, the range of weapons seems to has, has increased. So re, re previously you would just have kind of like, here's a Kajin bow, here's a warrior bow. But now it's like, Hey, here's a car, you know, here's a Kajin fire bow and frost bow. And like, you can really sort of tailor make the weapons to what you're wanting. And then with the minor RPG elements, when it comes to, uh, um, the the workbenches and upgrading it's a very simple upgrade tree very similar to god of wars upgrade actually which is something i've really noticed um so that was that's kind of cool i'm enjoying that adds a little bit extra lets a little bit of a bit more oomph to uh rather than just the weaves as you would use um yeah and like i'm i'm and like some of the some of the details that i mentioned are visual 
challenges that I was facing last week about the, the, the HDR being a little bit weird. That seems to have been fixed in the latest patch. It's happening less and less. A couple of times where they have this weird halo effect around them and they pop out. But as the game has pro progressed further, now I can't verify whether it's just me not seeing it now or it has actually improved. But I'm going, oh, okay, cool. The things that I was having problems with at the start of the game in terms of everyone just popping out of the screen and not ha and looking very CG'd in, like, you know, mo-capped in I've, or whatever. I've had one really weird texture issue, and it was when I was going through one of the heavily uh, blighted areas that yeah. had, like, this red, like, fog. Yeah. Um, And then all of a sudden it all just disappeared and the texture popped back in normally and it was all so bright and sunny again. There was no like gradual fade. It just literally just went pop and it all disappeared. Super weird. I think I might've like hit a load point awkwardly because I was I was like sprinting through on a yeah. on a charger and I think it's just gone, oh crap, it's supposed to be here and I just tried to rectify it really quickly. It just was really jarring. But other than that, I've, I've had no real issues yeah. performance-wise with the game and, and that's both running on ps5 and ps4 so how are you finding the new machines etc are you seeing the the oomph to them yeah i haven't i honestly haven't seen too many new machines uh the ones that i have seen are pretty cool but for the most part i i kind of deal with them all in the same manner i run up and smack them as hard as i can until they fall over and then stab them ah uh, see like i i go <laughs> into the full weak points like suss them out scan them try to shoot off their weak points and then go and stab yep. them you know, so. so I pretty much scan them and then I'll, I'll sneak up and do a heavy attack and that will, um, I've got like a 90 something percent chance to crit hit. So that just instantly knocks them over and then I critical strike them because I've, I've maxed out my, man, my, you, my, you are just going for the hard boost. Yeah. That's like, that's like all I do. I just run up and smack him. Just knock everything off with my, with my disco stick. I love it. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> well, any other thoughts on horizon before we jump into the next one? I mean, it's just an easy recommend if you enjoyed the first one. It, it, it's yeah. it's more of the same. I'm just I'm hoping that the story kind of starts starts going back up again. Yeah, it's still first impressions. We'll have more to say about the yeah. coming weeks. Um, I am very early in still. Yeah, but that's because you've been balancing in some of the three separate games, and the next one is yeah. Uh, Destiny. Has been, yeah, February has been great. Something you've been really excited for was Destiny's expansion, The Witch Queen. Now that has come into, yeah. into your hands. So How are you finding with that? With the launch of Destiny Witch Queen on the, I think it was the 22nd of Feb, I'd also kicked off uh, the season of The Risen. So this is their new big uh, yearly DLC. It was supposed to come out last year in like September, and then it kind of got pushed into this year, making the last season run for six months. It was really awkward. Uh, so the big one here is um, Savathun is the, big, is the big bad this time. She is one of the Hive Witches. She's the brother of oryx or crota or something family ties to old raid bosses from destiny one uh and the new big thing here is she has stolen the light so the thing that makes the guardian special the things that allows the guardians to respawn and use those superpowers that they have is the light and she has drained she has stolen the light and has given it to her hive minions so now we have hive knights that can titan super and and hunter super and it's kind of intense there's nothing worse than being like i'm safe here and then all of a sudden you get f fucking captain america by the hive knight who's just thrown his shield around a corner and <laughs> nailed you and <laughs> 
So they've also brought back uh, the legendary campaign, so you can play on normal or legendary. Legendary gives double drops. Uh, it caps your light level, which is essentially your power level. Uh, so you're always under leveled for the for the mission. So if the mission's uh, 1450 power required it'll cap you to 1425 no matter what level you are regardless so it always it gives that challenge uh they've added raid mechanics into the into the hard mode of the legend campaign where you get revive tokens so currently i'm playing with a friend of the show noodle and it's just me and him so there's just two of us which means we get one revive each and that's it fuck up if you die twice that's it game over instant wipe so it's been rough. We haven't finished the campaign yet. I believe that we've got about three missions left to do. So hopefully we can pull them over tonight. Uh, some of the new additions is they've uh, introduced weapon crafting. Uh, so you'll now get weapon blueprints as drops and you can kind of craft them with the specific roles that you want to put on them, which is awesome because it does take away that uh, that grind for the endless, uh, the god roll drop of the best perks with the best weapons. You can kind of craft that out now. They've added a new weapon type called the Glaive, which is a special weapon. It's a it's a both a melee and a ranged weapon, so kind of similar to the swords, uh, but they can shoot as well, which is awesome. They have shields, uh, but they keep you in the first person first person perspective, whereas the swords kind of uh, bust you out to a third person perspective. So you get to keep um, keep this perspective shift, uh, which makes meleeing in combat kind of awesome. Uh, you can kind of, kind of feel immersed in it because you're, you know, still in that first-person view. So far, the story's been pretty cool. Uh, essentially, you're just uh, exploring Savathun's uh, throne world and trying to work out what she's what she's ho- is hoping to accomplish from stealing the light and mm-hmm. and how how that's going to affect uh, the Guardians as a whole. It's still a great shooter. The game's fun. Um, and yeah, you'll be hearing me talk about it for the next couple of weeks until I finish uh, the campaign. And then I believe not next week, but the week after on the Tuesday reset, I think the uh, the rage drops. Oh. Uh, so they'll they'll be the the race to worlds first on the on the I believe it's the Friday morning or the Saturday morning for us here in Australia. Um, so that'll be a fun watch. Are you gonna run it to one of the first? Uh, no, I normally do because we don't have a grade group of six anymore. Um, it's kind of just me and Noodle. We kind of just play with randoms as it come. We probably won't raid the first week. We normally jump in the week after, so everyone knows what they're doing. Yeah, it's cool. really hard to lo- it's really hard to learn how to do a raid with four random people. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, there's that, that communication's not there. Yeah, yeah, that's alright. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad it's uh, glad you're enjoying. It. I'm glad it's kind of yeah, what it should have been. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very good. I'm I'm glad it's. Kind of wish it didn't drop in the middle of February. It's not like I was <laughs> had all this free time. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we don't really have time for Locked a up, but, uh, a games of service. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, it's going to be there for a while at being at that games of service. So yeah. I will get to it eventually. But the game that you've been looking forward <laughs> to the absolute most. The game that has you the most excited. And the it, game that made me almost miss the show today. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. A game that is now one of the most critically acclaimed games ever. And now, Max, I know you haven't finished it because apparently no one has, according to all the no, reviews. No, I, I definitely haven't finished it. But 
as as I've put in the title, and I don't, and I'm sure I'll change it before now and and fully publishing it. But is Elden Ring one of the best games ever made? Because it's critically that way. How are you finding? Is everything? Is it everything you ever dreamed of? <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. So, oh, oh, thank you very much. All right, all right. See yeah. You next week. I mean, obviously, the issue is it's not going to make people who didn't already like that genre fall in love with the genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, a lot of the like, like a lot of the reviews are saying the game is a lot more accessible than previous titles. Doesn't mean it's any easier. Doesn't mean the people who weren't beating Dark Souls are going to ma- magically beat this game. This game is just as hard, if not harder. There's just, you don't feel quite so punished because it's not, it's not as linear as the previous games. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I have to beat this boss to progress and I'm just going to keep bashing my head against this wall until I break through. It's, I've tried this a couple of times. I'm just going to, it's an open world game. I'm just going to go somewhere else for a bit. Change of scenery, change of enemy types. Just going to go do something else for a bit. Going to go level up. Um, and it, it's and like obviously yes you could do those in previous titles but you're grinding the same enemy type over and over and over again in the area that you were stuck in mm-hmm. whereas here you can jump on your horse you can piss off for a little bit so I've put 10 hours into this game so far and for the first three hours I didn't fight anything didn't care if I died. I literally just explored the map. I went and hit all the map points uh, to to open up the map to see uh, all the all the locations, mm-hmm. and I kind of just explored. Fast traveling is unlocked at the very start of the game. The second that you sit at a uh, at a um, they're called Lost Grace, but they're basically the bonfires. As soon as you sit at one of those, you can fast travel to it. There's no there's no cost to it. There's no detriment to it. You can be in the middle of uh, the only catch is you cannot be in combat. Mm-hmm. You cannot open your map in combat at all. Um, so I'm playing a faith-based build, which is essentially a like a, a holy wizard. So instead of using spells, I'm using incantations or prayers. Uh, so I'm using a lot of ranged spells. I very rarely use uh, melee combat. I do have uh, essentially brass, holy brass knuckles, which are kind of cool. Um, but yeah, for, for the first three hours, I literally just spent riding around on my horse, just opening up as much of the areas as I could. So I can kind of just teleport around, explore, um, with the introduction of field bosses, which are just bosses that just roam the open world. There were times where I'd be riding down a road and then all of a sudden a boss bar would just show up. There's no, there's no fog door indicating a boss anymore for mm-hmm. open world bosses. They can just, they just rock up. A dragon might just fly in randomly and come wreck it, come wreck your shop for a, for a little while. But it didn't bother me at the start because that's all I wanted to do was experience these separate biomes because there's so much to explore at the start of the game. And then once you beat the, once you beat the first lord, which I have done so now, a whole extra area of this map just opens up. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a refreshing change of pace from this. Like, although they're not completely linear, the, the older Soulsborne games, they're still very, to a degree, on rails. Uh, and the, and the benefit of this game is you can kind of, like, you're rewarded for exploring. You, you find these mini dungeons. You can, if you clear out a mob of enemies in the open world, 
it's like hey you did a good job with this we're gonna we're gonna refill your potion flasks so you can keep going further it, it rewards you for taking that risk of clearing out random enemies okay which is which is great because it, it means you don't have to go and rest as often which means you're not respawning enemies as often but it's still a souls game it works exactly the same way it still has that same jank of sometimes their weapons will just go through doors and walls and hit you shit happens is it frustrating yeah really is <laughs> but it doesn't feel as punishing as what it used to because you can just get on your horse and go pick up your souls a lot easier you can you know the traversal in this game despite it being such a vast open area i at no point have i felt that the world is empty there's always something to do whether it be finding more lost grace points to, to teleport to finding random ruins with npcs or uh you know there there's there's random chests that are trapped and it will teleport you to random place, random other places on the map. It's just, there's just so much to do and explore that you don't get caught up in the, I have to beat this boss to progress. Mm -hmm. You can, there's always something else you can go and do to help you get to where you need to go. Uh, multiplayer is a lot more accessible. You, you literally hit the, hit the multiplayer item and then everyone's, stuff just appears and you can start summoning allies you can have up to three if you don't want to play multiplayer there are essentially npc summons where uh you can summon them at any time it just costs you your own mana uh and there's like 20 odd of those you collect those by beating side side bosses there's i've i've got a word document open with notes of where what all my waypoints mean on my map because i've got like 10 waypoints on my map at any given time and it's just like this boss spawns at check mark one this boss is at check mark two at check mark three there is a npc that sells better spells that you can't use yet but make sure you go back later because that's where he is mm. because that because the map is so vast and there's so much on it you kind of do lose track of where everything is because it doesn't plot it for you you have to plot it yourself so um yeah it's, it's just it's really i'm enjoying it but like i said it's it's not gonna change the mind of the people who aren't enjoying the soulsborne games as they were that just by making this open world it's not going to change your opinion the game is still just as difficult it's still got the same amount of combat jank that the previous games have the only difference is it's just broken up a little bit more it's not as uh, oppressive yeah like i it, think is a, it's a good word to use so it really sounds like by by having the open world they've really reduced those sort of choke points where as yes. you mentioned where you would sort of like well the only way i can get any further than here is if i take out this fucking dude in the grave or whatever using you know whatever whatever game you want yeah. and that's kind of cool i like that so you can sort of go off and, and you know level up as you mentioned and then come back but the only downside is the levels don't mean kind of shit because you still need to come and know how to take the boss i mean on, you right? still you still need to beat that boss at some point yeah. because you can't there is still a choke point like there's still that like especially with the first lord he is technically a choke point you can't progress further into the map until you've beaten him mm. but there's like 40 odd bo other bosses you could go and fight before him yeah and you could but again like i said it's not going to change it's it's changed the way i've played the game 
but it's not going to it, it's definitely not going to make someone who didn't like those experiences before make them enjoy it now okay like it's not it's not something that's gonna win the people over it's not so much of a a change of pace from like let's say god of war 2 to god of war 2018 okay where the kind of whole game shifted its focus still the same game it's just open now okay. it's not uh, it's not um yeah it hasn't become like skyrim or something or breath of the wild it's just it's dark souls but bigger well yes i was gonna say because here <laughs> like it, even it's, like it's not it's not yeah even here in the chat now, I have a feel this was you know a, a bit of a someone jumping on the Twitch on the Twitch stream to just drop some drop some shit then bounce. Uh, Murder time uh, said Elden Ring is a fanboy regurgitated Souls game with terrible frame rates. Now I have. Can you confirm yeah. Nords and I Murder time? Well, probes? I haven't had any frame rate issues, so I'm playing the PS5 version on PS5. My understanding is the best version to play with the most stable frame rate is the PlayStation 4 version on the PS5. This is weird. Uh, the PC version, I be- from what I've seen uh, from the likes of like... Um, Digital Foundry or whatever. Digital Foundry is ho- absolute hot garbage. And no matter what kind of system you're running, you're just it's just going to stutter like a... It's just not good. 97 on Metacritic, everyone, by the way. I don't know. I don't know if it runs like asshole. (laughs) I don't know if it's a bad port or, Mm. or what it is. I know it's currently getting steam, uh, like review bombed on steam because no one can play it on PC. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing that baffles me here. Is like, look, I'm not saying that the, the Metacritic is wrong. I, 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 those that's their people's individuals' opinions, and that's cool. But when you hear the game is near on unplayable on one system, and then it's like, oh yeah, but it's fucking fantastic, I suppose. I mean, my understand is it a 97 Metacritic for the PC version? That's no, overall, I believe everything. Okay, but uh, yeah, look. Um, because the thing that I was wondering, yeah, like, is it just more blood? Like, I imagine it is Dark Souls being an open world. That's pretty much what it you're is, saying. It is, it is just Dark Souls in a bigger world. Yeah, because... So, at least for me, because um, I'm going to have to put it this way, is in, in terms of how I would see it. Like, I am incredibly intrigued by uh, Elden Ring. Not just... Mostly because of its high score, right? I'm like, this game is near on perfection, apparently. And regardless of my, you know, like I, but I know that if I play it, I will hate it. Regardless, I'll be like, this is the fuck, yeah. and I'm I'm mad and I hate it, and I'm not going to enjoy it. Like, so I won't be seeing the 97 out of it, right? No. But like, it's it's that's that's a bigger conversation, right? Because everyone's like, oh, this game's fantastic. I should go. It's reviewing really well. Shit, and this game sucks, asshole. Like, it's the downside of like, you know, part. Look, I mean, admittedly, like, part of me feels like in the same way that Breath of the Wild isn't an unreasonable fucking high score because it's like, a bunch like, of Zelda fanboys jerking it off. <laughs> I do wonder whether this is a bunch of Soulsborne fans jerking it off too. I mean, don't get me wrong. The game's great. Would I give it a ninety-seven out of a hundred? Probably not. Mm. probably give it probably give it a 90 like it is really good the, the things they've the, the things they've changed you know they it is a change for the better but it's definitely not going to win newcomers over like if you're if you're bad at a dark souls game mm. or you're you're not liking it to begin with this is not going to magically make you better and enjoy the game it is still the same systems it is just more open well because in the chat no 
asks, uh, how was the combat compared to Neo as they preferred that to Souls? Now, wow. Neo was faster, used different used different stances and stuff like that. Not quite as yeah. fast as Se- uh, Sekiro, but like I believe it was in a similar vein. Like, do you, would you, can you answer Have, no? I'm, I'm not a huge Neo guy. I, I've played them. I'm not a huge fan. I actually don't like the combat in Neo. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's so for, for melee combat, again, I, I'm not playing a melee based character, but my understanding is you have your basic, like a fast attack or quick attack, which is bound to R1 or right bump or whatever, depending on what system you're playing on. Your heavy attack is, is R2. And then there's, uh, each, each weapon has essentially like a combat art or a special ability, which is bound to l2 if you're not wielding a shield like it depends on what is in your offhand so for context uh i mentioned that i have essentially faith base faith faith knuckles my special skill is uh it's called um penetrating attack and it can hit through shields so i can just punch straight through their shield and just hit them for full damage which is great because there's tons of dudes with bloody shields in this game but again, I don't use the com. I don't use melee combat very often. I find it tedious, okay, and clunky because I just die constantly. A lot of the, although in in saying that, a lot of the faith based incantations that I'm using are all melee range. For instance, I've got this one where I, I essentially transform into a dragon and I just punch them in the face. <laughs> so, despite the fact that I'm not using melee weapons, I'm still mel- in melee combat. Just weird. Well, look, you 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 know, pu- putting religion into someone, you know, with, with yeah, the power of yeah. violence, punching them real hard. Um, okay, interesting. Uh, but again, I'm only I'm only ten hours in. I am super early. Uh, most of the people who oh, released yeah, reviews yeah. have been like, I've played this game for eighty plus hours and I haven't seen the end. So I'm like, I'm just like, are you bad? Did you get stuck at a boss for sixty hours, or like, have you explored the whole like? that's the that's the big caveat to all of those reviews. yeah it it's seems like, that how how much did you get stuck how much time did you spend grinding like what was that i would love to know what their breakdown of their hours was like i it seems odd that they've been playing for 80 hours but they haven't seen the end because i, I don't want a dark souls game to be 80 hours long i don't have that kind of time anymore like yeah. that seems that seems crazy like for context, my my gameplay time for my my highest level character on Dark Souls Three is about 120 hours. I'm on New Game Plus Five, which means I've finished the End Game boss five separate times in 120 hours. Mm. Now, obviously, it gets faster and faster because you obviously get stronger and stronger each playthrough because your level doesn't reset, but the enemies get harder each each playthrough. So I I it it does make me wonder what they did with their 80 hours. Like, did they do what I did and spend a third of their time just exploring and not actually fighting anything? Well, yeah, because it, it, it seems that the individuals that are can't, that have reviewed it for these in, these sites are fans of the genre, and because like, why would you put like if it was if it was you or I and we were a, a reputable we are a reputable outlet, but I mean if we we're a big fucking outlet, like you could try, you know, like uh, yeah. you wouldn't give it to me. You would be the one that reviews it, not me, because you know the game, you care about the games, and you're you're the one that has more to say. But give it to me, and I'm like, this game fucking sucks, but because I can't do anything. Yeah, like you know, not that you know the 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 difficulty of of a game is not 
you know reflective of, of a bad score but like you know it, it clearly seems the individuals that have played it and they've been reviewing it are fans of the series fans of the genre and that's fine yeah. like because they are the best people to talk about it in that space so I imagine when they say they put 80 hours into it, that's 80 hours of them trying to take every boss out, every this, mm. every that. And I think that's might probably where it sits. I don't see it being, oh, it's 80 hours and I've I spent 60 on the first boss. Yeah. I don't see that being I, I mean that's I, I mean that's the more likely scenario is that, you know, they've just played it for 80 hours and yeah. tried to do as much as they possibly can. But yeah, it it, w- it would just be interesting to know, like it, because that's that's kind of scary if it's yeah. eighty hours. <laughs> like it's my, that game sent me ninety seven, but that many hours is enough. Let me go. Oh no, thank you, no thank you. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't want I don't want an hour of gameplay for each Metacritic point it got. Ha! <laughs> uh, well, that, so look, Max will no doubt have more to say about Elden Ring over the coming weeks. Uh, I may or may not pick it up. I am tempted, oh. but I know it's very much not a Betsing game. And, and and to keep myself accountable for full context, uh, yesterday, actually this morning at 2.30am, I spent an hour and 10 minutes sitting underneath a dragon's wing, poking him in the wing where he couldn't hit me until he died. I was level 11. This, this bastard was about level 70, and it took me an hour and a half to kill him. Damn, and it was, that... t- and it, was, it was totally worth it. I totally didn't put my controller down and watch Netflix for an hour while I was just hitting the one button over and over Well, because as Buddy in the chat says, 80 hours is watching 40 movies, approximately. That's fucked. Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah. Fucked. And there's when one... you put it in context like that, it, 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 it is crazy. Oh, and no. Oh, remember the good old days before wife and kids and you could just game? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, me, no, no, like, no, because I never played games like I like I did now. Like it wasn't my, it wasn't a side hustle back then. It was just, playing, <laughs> you know. Either, either way, look, so I said Max will have more to say over the coming weeks, uh, and we'll uh, hopefully I can jump in the chat as well. But uh, yeah, look, an hour deep. Let's now get into some other parts. So this is the the area that we fucking spruik some shit. So those who don't know. Uh, in, since 2020, I have lost over 40 kilos using a product called the Man Shake. It's a meal replacement shake that I'm ambassador for. They help uh, support the show. Max joined on the Man Shake last year, uh, and we use this section each and every week to talk about how we're going and uh, keep ourselves accountable. Now, Max, having a big bout of gastro, I'm sure accidentally gave you a get less fat update. How'd you go? Yeah, so I kind of didn't eat for four days, and obviously with everything coming out of me, I lost like a good couple of kilos, which was nice. And then mum came down to visit, and I'm probably going to put that all back on. Yeah. Uh, for instance, today I ate like three Dagwood dogs, and like... Just... <laughs> There's like constantly chocolate in the fridge now. <laughs> Easy. We're like, we're, we've been doing like a big spring clean. So um, we went out and got like all these boxes and stuff to like pack up my kids' toy rooms. So everything's sorted. And then all of a sudden at 6.30, it's like, oh shit, it's too late to cook dinner. We'll just, we'll just order something in. So we're, it's been pretty, pretty loosey goosey, the Cooper household <laughs> this last week. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Considering the fact that none of us ate for like a week because we're all sick. Fine. Yeah. Not, Fine. Not, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Uh, I got not much to report. In terms of my get less fat update this week, uh, as I discussed last week with my with my sweet new fucking uh, Ritalin, uh, the downside is as, as I mentioned last week doesn't make me hungry. 
the downside, sorry, the upside doesn't make you hungry. Downside is when it starts wearing off, the hunger oh, kicks in like a motherfucker. And then you end up sort of like realizing you're not eating all day and you kind of binge eat for a little, for a hot minute, um, which is not good. Uh, but it depends on what I choose to binge eat. Depends on the day. And it's, it's, it's been an interesting ride last week. Uh, some days it's been really good. Some days it's like, I'm going to have a fuck ton of sandwiches. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to eat some chips. I'm going to eat some sh- things I shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't be eating because I just need a, whatever. My brain's needing that sort of in its face, whatever. But anyway, look, uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still thankfully still keeping at the same weight. I'm still 40 kilos down, which is awesome. That hasn't changed, which I'm, I'm really happy with. Um, I said, you're expecting to bounce back up a little bit but yeah where, where would you be at now anyway honestly i don't know yeah i i haven't i haven't properly weighed myself in quite some time yeah me either we might have to scoot the get less fat update for a little while because it's just kind of not a priority at the minute yeah I, I mean for the last what eight eight or eight or so weeks probably longer you've kind of just been you reached your goal and that you're kind of just maintaining it now yeah, and that's pretty much what it is. It's just kind of like, you know, I, I, I achieved what I wanted to achieve and now I'm just, main, as I said, maintaining and surviving. And it's just kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm admitted, admittedly, it's not a priority for me anymore. Like, mm. for, I, 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 whether correctly or incorrectly, for the last two years, I made the, my weight loss my priority. And uh, yeah, now that I've done it, I'm like, I have other things to worry about. I want to play with my kid. I want to be better at my job i want to do all these other things I'm like uh, that's uh, fuck that like like you know shrove tuesday's coming up and i was like let's do pancakes it's a big fucking pancake feast and uh millie was like hey you know that but that's not your diet like you're like fucking cares i spent so much i spent so long focusing on it and i want to just have fun and I want to have an awesome meal with the two of you. That's, you know, I've, I've been living on shakes and fucking microwave meals for two years. Where's, let's go back to living. Mm. You know, and, and if that means I'm going to have a bunch of pancakes and syrup and chocolate and fruit on it. And who fucking cares? Fucking cares. Because next day I'll just keep shaking, you know? From all the sugar on your... <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm just buzzing because I, I don't have much sugar anymore these days. But yeah. Anyways, if you want to start your own weight loss journey or, or support ours, uh, you can by heading to the link in the description. Bitly, B-I-T dot slash F-T-P manshake. You don't even have to buy anything. Just clicking the link helps supports uh, us, supports the show. Uh, but one thing that does really help support us is Manscaped. So Manscaped has jumped on for a little run of uh, supporting us. Uh, it was with with the show, uh, Max. You and I have really failed to make tweets or social media posts about our trimmed front areas uh, this week. But that's uh, the last two weeks. But that's, a, that's we'll get back into it. Uh, the choice of being sick. I haven't been doing much social media at all. Yeah, no. He's been letting his fucking dick hair go out of control. He's just been too sick, too unwell. He, you know, without. You know, I'm sure those crop mops have come in handy when you're just nothing oh, yeah. but pooping. Refre- oh, yeah. refreshing that down below area no, they they actually do the job well yeah so because you we talked about them well. like how how do they go do they good add good sense to a yeah yeah down below yeah pretty much pretty much it's just like uh, i you i use the scenario of like 
you're finished work, you're running late for your Tinder date, you don't have time for a shower, you whip out the crop mop, you you just go, you shimmy your ball, you shimmy your ball sack with the with the nicely scented ball wipe, and you're good to go. You're hot to trot. And what's great, yeah, because like it's 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 a body, balls, and butt wipe, so you can do your you can do your pits, you can do your front, you can do your back. Hopefully in that order, because you don't want to go back and then the rest. That just seems like a horrible decision. You know, always finish with the butt. Always finish with the butt. Yeah, always finish with the butt. Always. <laughs> we know which is which is which is interesting but yeah like look they, they can do the job but look you know it's, it is it is behind me there it is there's the lawnmower 4.0 that's the latest version of their lawnmower that's their body hair trimmer with the weed whacker the ball toner and the uh the the, the spritzer the creams to make your dick and front area smell nice but if you want to support the show, you can head over to au.manscape.com, buy anything that I have to offer, use the promo code FTP, it'll save yourself a nice 20% off, and will also give you free worldwide shipping by doing so you help support the show, which is great. Manscaped is one of the uh, the, the biggest companies, the greatest companies uh, in the down under region, which is Australia and New Zealand, helping you keep your down under area maintained i guess anyways go check out the website yeah so they, they do nice support us which is fantastic i probably should have pressed the button to change the screen and let me just do it very quickly hang on here you go done manscape down below right there there's all there's all your logos go check go check them out i still love that logo because it's just a fucking ball sack with wings it's uh it's great <laughs> there you go all right let's get out of that let's actually get into the to the news of the show we call inform the players we tell you about what happened this week in playstation well surprising no one it's a very playstation news heavy show today it's almost like we do a playstation it, show it's weird yeah almost uh let's kick things off uh the playstation plus games have been announced for march we will be getting Ghost Runner on PlayStation 5, Ghost of Tsushima Legends for PS5 and PS4. So that is just the multiplayer component. You will not get the base game. Ark Survival Evolved on PS4, Team Sonic Racing on PS4. And don't forget everyone, GTA Online will be launching this month on PS5 for free for PlayStation Plus users for the next three months, and it arrives 15th of March. Not a bad month. Unless, of course, it gets fucking delayed again. Yeah, I don't think it will. As it stands now, it should be it should be out uh, within two weeks. Uh, and from memory, I believe these games will be dropping on the 1st of March. Yeah, so this coming Tuesday. So it's normally the, Tuesday, the first Tuesday of every month, so that'll be in a couple of days from now. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, the day this goes live. I've always wanted to check out Ghost Runner. It looked really fucking cool. Super, super multiplayer focused month. Ghost yeah. of Shimmer Legends multiplayer. Arc Survival Evolved multiplayer. For the most part. I mean, you can play it single player, but Team Sonic Racing, again, can be played single player, but multiplayer game. Mm. GTA Online, multiplayer game. I mean, Ghost Runner's cool. Yeah, because if it's the one out. I'm thinking of, it's like you have like a ninja sword. It's like Mirror's Edge with a katana. Um, it yeah, looked, it looks uh, pretty cool. Like it's like a super fun speedrunning game. Yeah, it looks kind of gnarly. Um, the Ghost of Tsushima Legends. I thought that was free already. Didn't wasn't that free if you owned the base game? I think it's like ten bucks. 
Uh, okay. Well, and then again, it's one thing. It's free you if you own the base game, if you like, or whatever. So. Yeah, because you can purchase it separately. You can now get it for free. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you've uh, you've praised living shit out of Ghost of the Legends, so that's pretty cool. Oh, Ark's a ton of fun. It's good, you know, dinos, which is it's good. I don't remember. Like, I, I remember playing it on Xbox back in the day. Uh, so I don't really know how it will go on console or at least PS4 and plus even PS5. Well, it's 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 funny. Um. I'm pretty sure this month, uh, the big honking version of Ark with all its expansions is coming to Games Pass. <laughs> oh, well there, well, there you go. Um, the, the only downside I have with, with with Ark is that it is that perpetual online. So, like, if you make a yeah. budget, your meat will expire and that sort of crap. And so, I'd hate to go back to my uh, my character on my Xbox because um, I imagine he's very dead. Yeah, may have starved. Yeah, and Team Sonic probably Racing. lost a lot of weight though. But uh, look, one thing that one thing that we I'm just gonna because it's a quiet week, Max. I'm just, we'll just pass it, pass it. So one of the things we talked about a couple of weeks ago was uh, this new version of PlayStation Plus. It was called it was, the rumored name was Spartacus. Uh, the idea of a tiered system um, that would uh, provide a different string of things for you, and it appears that more details have emerged regarding this this update, and that is apparently quote pretty close to actually launching so news came from jeff grubb who was speaking as part of the giant uh, his giant bomb show uh and this was reported by and transcribed by vgc video games chronicle so according to the scribe he's obtained new information which tallies with a report first shared by bloomberg's jason schreier although the specific details are still quite vague the idea is that, as we've heard before, it will it will be allegedly three tiers, but they have names now. There is the Essential, which is $10 US a month, Extra, which is $13 US a month, and Premium, which is $16 US per month, so about 22 bucks for the Premium a month, Australian dollars. In a case of the Premium, that's actually more expensive than Xbox Game Pass Ultimate in the US. So Grub suggests that premium sounds a lot like EA Play, which trials quote which with with get with full game trials, classic games in quotations, and streaming functionality. So it's unclear how many trials you'll get. Presumably it'll be a curated selection rather than entirety of the PS Store's library, and what those classic games will be. You also get a catalogue of downloadable titles, which will be included with the extra option. So very similar to what PS Now was. There were some, you know, downloadable PS4 titles. This is assumed will extend to anything currently downloadable on PS Now. There you go. So over 250 to 300 games or something like that, he says. A significantly larger PS Plus collection then. Uh, it's worth noting that there'll be no streaming functionality in the extra tier that is reserved only for the premium tier. And then there's the essential plan, which Grub claims is PS Plus, quote, just like you know it today, end quote, with monthly games and discounts. So there's no word for of whether there will be an annual subscription option in any of these tiers. There's no mention of the availability of, of, of first-party games at launch. And of course, Sony has yet to say anything um, that is mentioned that this is going to be a thing. Has your thoughts changed on this, Max? No. I still, it, if this is close to what it's going to be and the fact that they're going to be charging more than what Games Pass Ultimate is, I don't think it's good value for money. Yeah, look, I'm going to agree with you there. Like, <sighs> this is that one catch, right? Games Pass is such a good, is such a good 
value proposition for the customer. I still argue about how it works from a business perspective, from a back end, but that's not up to uh, me. It, it probably costs Microsoft a fortune, but it is good for the consumer. And at the end of the day, from a consumer's point of view, that's all that really matters. Yeah, in terms of what, because you are providing a service to the customer and that is where the yeah. things are. Now, I, so, look, I look at this and I go, eh, I'm, in this, I'm in a similar vein to you, really. Yeah. But like, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. So, like, as cool as essential ten dollars a month. If they take away that that annualized being able to like annually subscribe, then we're essentially losing money because it's cheaper to buy twelve months than it is to pay for twelve separate months. Yeah. So right now it is about nine ninety five Australian per month, or seventy nine, or on a regular price for a year. Um, yeah, most of the time it drops down to like fifty nine dollars yeah, for the entire lucky, yeah. year, which is when which is when I normally pick it up. Um, it just it just seems very, and like obviously they they're never going to beat Games Pass because they will. I don't think they will ever drop first party titles day and day. They will not. I don't. So what that. your what your what they're asking you to pay is they're asking you to pay more money for essentially less quality content than what their competitor is providing. Now, obviously, you can argue that play, that Xbox first-party games do not have... Um, they're, they're not as good as PlayStation first-party games. And that's... It's a, valid, it's a valid argument. But at least you're getting them. Like, you know, if, I'm, if I've got the choice of playing, let's say, Halo Day 1 versus... Oh, I can play, uh, I can play The Last of Us, Part One. Now I can just download it whenever I want because it's part of PlayStation now. Yeah, it's like it's not the same. It's like, like although the 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 quality of game is higher, you're getting old content, and I'm you know, I'm I'm one of those. I don't get the. Like I, I understand people wanting backwards compatibility, but I'm one of those people who who's like it's it's not for me. It's I don't tend to go back and replay things once I'm done. Mm -hmm. It's generally for me a finality to it. It's like sometimes you know on rare occasions I will go back and play things again, but normally they're games that have you know different build paths or they they're not story focused single player games, which is what Sony makes. Yeah. It's not. It's not like I can go back and play Uncharted Four a different way. Yeah. So, so look, I'm with you in a couple of different ways here. Uh, I, 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 I completely agree. I, I am confident that we will never see a. Uh, we will see Sony's first party's day and date. I believe that is the complete opposite of what Sony would ever want to do, and I think that is because their value, their, their. Uh, worth is just so much greater than what Microsoft have delivered. And I, and I admittedly, looking at this has been me, I guess pessimistic, I guess, this is no fanboy in me, but I, because of the nature of the service and the way it's been delivered, I kind of don't foresee the quality of, of, of Microsoft's first parties getting better. 
you know i think halo was an improvement yeah sure but apparently it's dying off already um which is a bummer in terms of the multiplayer and like look this is all me being pessimistic it's just looking at the past and replicating it into the future uh this is excluding bethesda um because they are their own entity or whatever um so I, I i'm not putting them in the first party party um that's the thing you can't you can't exclude them because those games are going to be on games pass day one true but like yeah but i'm and, like, but what i'm what i'm talking about yeah, like playground and and team ninja yeah, and like not no, team ninja, I, I, um, I get i get that but it's hard to exclude something that's going to be on that service when playstation players are going to have to buy that at full retail price yeah. which for us in australia is 125 dollars on ps5 yeah. or you've already owned it for paying $15 a month over on Games Pass. Yeah, and, and then you add on top of that as well the idea like, hey, you can stream games at the upper echelon. How does that fucking benefit Australia? Like, we, uh, the reason PS Now doesn't, doesn't, isn't released here is because we don't have the internet to support it. So like, hi, here's this higher tier with a support, with a service that you cannot use in your country. Rad. Unless they suddenly work out how to change the infrastructure or start using cloud gaming. And like the average Australian internet can't do that. Like, it really, really can't. And the idea of classics, classics is really cool, but you don't have to pay for that on Xbox. Like, you can just put the disc in and it works. Now, don't get me wrong, there is the precedent that... Um, oh, my camera's frozen. Hang on. What's going, what's going on with that? There we go. Um, sorry about that, ladies and gents. I ranted so hard that uh, my camera froze. Uh, but... I, you know, you look over at Xbox and it just works. You just plug in. It just, it just happens, right? It just works. However, when you see, you know, I, I just, I just, are you there, Max? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, you're yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So, like, I just, I look, I'm, like, I, I'm not seeing. I'm waiting for you to finish your sentence. <laughs> I'm, I'm not seeing it as, as that as the appeal, unless it comes with trophy support or whatever, um, you know. And then, then even then, I'm pretty sure like the achievements are supported on, on over on the Xbox. I don't see as a worthwhile thing to pay for. Now there is that precedent established by Nintendo with the idea is everything you ever loved. Guess what? You're paying for it again and again and again. But I don't. I I argue that because that is not a service you want to replicate. But yeah, I, I, I'm not positive on this structure. Um, I, none of it for me is a plus. Uh, I'm yet, I, I will yet see free game trials. Cool, I guess. But how long for, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. It doesn't seem like what, something that I'd want personally. Mm. There you go. Uh, next up we have PSVR 2. Uh, we saw it. We did. They, they they showed off the form factor of what it's going to look like. Looks fun. Yeah, it's so the couple of things that I've noticed as well. It is a little more what I would call industrial looking uh, compared to say the PSVR one, which was very circular, very round, very you know like floaty looking. Where here it's a bit, or the, at least the front looks a bit sharper. It's got like really the noticeable black rivets on the front, which I believe are the, the cameras that would sense the world around, like you see the, the room, mm. room around you. So I like that from a more sharper look. And it kind of goes along with the aesthetic of the PSVR. Uh, sorry, the PS5, which is, it's the white, it's rounded, but it's still sharp, um, which is very similar here. It's all white, you know, and then you've got the, uh, the controllers as well, which are the full you know, round things, very similar to that of the, uh, the Vive controllers, I believe. The knuckles. The knuckles, yeah. So look, I'm in, 
Um, I still don't know whether it's coming out this year and they've not said anything either. And I think they're doing that on purpose. So they're not saying it's not coming out this year, but they're not saying that it is. Um, Can't delay something that doesn't have a release Bingo. Day. And I expect it to be like a hundred dollar, hundreds of dollar redos that I don't have, um, which is a downside, but yeah, I'm look, I'm intrigued in it, but once again, it's not until we see more games, uh, they've shown that there is still the cable and it is still just the one cable coming out of it, but there's no, there's no mention of a breakout box, which is fantastic. One of the reasons I fucking hate PSVR is because of the breakout box, uh, Look, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm excited. And I imagine look, one thing will happen when it's ready to go. We will get a big state of play about it. But uh, that's not for Yonk's way. However, Max, it looks as if there may be another state of play coming soon. So with the release of Gran Turismo 7 next week, because that fucking came out fast, uh, Sony will have effectively emptied its release slate. So some social media rumor mongers, rumor mongers, I should say, believe that we may find out in March, although it should be stressed that it is all based on vague hypothesis and educated guesses that we'll see another state of play. So at the back end of March, it looks as if we'll get something that'll be like, hey, this is what's coming out throughout the rest of the year. So for example, Tom Henderson points out that Warner Brothers has been waiting to show off Hogwarts The Legacy and Square Enix has still promised updates on the Final Fantasy uh, 16. So this checks out because we look over at, at, at what, what they've been doing in the past and Hogwarts Legacy was had a big spot in uh, the state of play at the, at the big announcement one at the back end of last year or the year before. Yeah. I forget where it was. Final Fantasy 16 we presume is a console exclusive as of the deals that Square Enix have made with uh, PlayStation. The, the, we assume that at least Hogwarts is coming out the back end of this year and between March and what we can safely say is Q4, probably October, uh, for God of War Ragnarok, it is empty. It is barren. They need to do something. Now, if Sony are really good at doing something and that is burying, burying sorry, something that just came out with something new. So, you know... Horizon Forbidden Forbidden West cool here's Gran Turismo 7 two weeks later Gran Turismo 7's releasing guess what don't fucking worry about it it's a state of play next week about more things that are coming out so rather than like give something room to breathe they go let's bury it with some more news but something that's coming out here's Concrete Genie fuck that here's PS5 news do you think there's anything to to the back end of March having a state of play I think there is I think there is too. It makes sense. Um, apart from, yeah, obviously GT7 next week and then Ghostwire Tokyo, the back end, what is it, back end of March? Yep. Uh, that's it. So, yeah, and, it, and even then, like Ghostwire Tokyo has been straight up left to going out to die. Even though I hate that expression, like it has, it has just been left to release and it's going to be poo. It's probably gonna, not going to do a whole lot. Um, we'll hope to play it. Hope to have to spend some time with it. But uh, yeah, it, it, I, I'm not ruling it out. I think it's very likely we'll see something either the back end of uh, of March, possibly first week of April, and I'll be like, hey, look, we'll have a date for for God of War. Maybe. But also say it's quite unlikely. I think they're going to keep that shit until they possibly can. Yeah. But, you know, if we look at April, we look at October, that is six months. Um, I don't see there being a three-month press cycle on this. I think they'll be pushing. I reckon they'll, they'll hold off this state of play until as long as they can, which I said, which I believe will be April. And then they will go, all right, we're going to have to talk about God of War. 
it has to come out it's likely coming out in october that's six months boom there it is and that's what the end of that state of play will be it'll be like hey here is what's coming at the end of the year god of war is coming at the end of the year here's its date however here's a bunch of things to tide you over in that time yeah that makes sense for me hmm the Dice Awards happened this week, Ryan, and It Takes Two has taken home Game of the Year at the Dice Awards. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart picked up four separate awards for uh, animation design and animation-based uh, awards, and Returnal picked up audio design awards uh, coming out of Dice. So, is, so Dice Awards are the Dice Awards are always good because they are it's the developers, it's not critics, yeah. it's not players, it's it's the devs. So you, you tend to see who wins or who does well in the Dice Awards is it kind of a good representation of where where it stands because if you look over you know Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart like it did have some technical achievements uh Returnal had some technical achievements as well and It Takes Two was a quite a developmental feat like it, the way it sprung between genres uh and gameplay types in a good run was was awesome um now I admittedly had not seen it all as well I'm going on the voice the the words of yourself and others that have finished it um so it makes sense for me to see it as the game of the year all right, Max, with no PlayStation, uh, get, you know, uh, top 10 games, I'm going to do your quick bitties for you. So, no Call of Duty in 2023 as they are taking a year off. So, it appears that very similar to that of uh, uh, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed, they're taking that year off to sort of give it some time to, to breathe. Uh, and apparently, with allegedly uh, Warzone 2 coming out this year, uh, I modern imagine, Warfare. and modern, modern and Warfare. modern warfare too. Both of them, yep. they're going to do allegedly doing both. Mm. Uh, they ha- they have the ability to, to let it kill, let it quiet, and just focus on that ongoing support. So it makes sense why they would do that. Would you be devastated to not see a Call of Duty next year? I think it's the best thing. It'll be the best thing for the franchise. To yeah, year people, off. People, it's give it gives Treyarch an extra year, uh, and Treyarch have been so under the pump the last couple of years because they had to pick up the the pieces on the last two games yep. and they haven't really had a break <laughs> I, i'm i'm absolutely with you there uh knockout city will be going free to play later this year apparently yeah it's the dog that's the dodgeball game uh apparently it's a different publisher as well oh really interesting <laughs> the lego star wars skywalker saga has gone gold uh i'm really keen actually uh, i haven't played a lego game in forever and uh the the time that it's taken for this one to come out has really caught my attention uh hopefully uh we'll be spending some time with it as well which will be cool because star wars is cool and lego is fun uh and sony pitches have come out and have declared uncharted a new hit movie franchise with it doing greatly we talked about last week has exceeded expectations apparently it's blown them away uh so we will be seeing nate uh coming back uh in a sequel i forgot to put it in but apparently also uh FIFA, the franchise, uh, is being killed by FIFA and they want to ditch the, the franchisee license and make yeah. generic football game 2023. This was fascinating to hear about, like, yeah, they're essentially EA are like, <laughs> look, we're willing to bounce out. They're being unreasonable. Yeah, apparently the licensing deal is like two point something billion dollars and apparently it's just killing their... Um, their, their, like, their... Uh, like their ingenuity to to create yeah. new stuff inside the space fifa basically want it this way and they they don't have any kind of wiggle room so they're like uh, maybe we should just get rid of fifa and just make generic football game 23 
because they can still use all the teams and the players and their everything. Just reskin they, them, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, like the, I'm very keen to see how that how that uh, progresses. So, because when we look at the likes of MLB The Show, which is the only game that plays MLB, uh, where the, the sorry the Major League Baseball uh, franchise is, is like, yep, we're putting money at you. Everyone else is generic, uh, and FIFA is relatively the same. Uh, so that there is like eFootball and stuff does use some teams, not all teams. Um, so I do wonder whether FIFA will then just sh- move on to say, uh, was it Konami that are doing eFootball? Yeah. Will they go over there? Okay. Will they scout someone else out? Uh, will they then diversify their their franchise and then allow multiple people to have it at the same time? Because uh, Madden is in the same boat. They're pretty much EA are the only ones that have uh, the right to use all the NFL teams. I think NHL is the same, if not similar. So like either they diversify, they spread it out, or they, uh, you know, find a new team to handle it. And I can only see it going poorly if they make that choice. <laughs> uh, upcoming titles. We have Shadow Warrior 3 coming to PlayStation 4 March 1st. Conan Chop Chop PS4 March 1st. Elix 2 PS4 PS5 March 1st. Far Changing Tides PS4 PS5 March 1st. Little Orpheus PS4 PS5 March 1st. 35mm PS4 March 2nd, A Musical Story PS4 PS5 March 2nd, Babylon's Fall PS4 PS5 March 3rd, Demos currently running now, Gran Turismo 7 PS4 PS5 March 4th, and What Lies in the Multiverse PS4 PS5 March 4th. Now that is a very important question because with Doctor Strange coming up, but I believe this game is not connected to Doctor Strange, so uh, I'm disappointed. Uh, Look, for me, uh, GT7 is the big one. I want to check it out uh i want to see what how good it can look on a ps5 and as we have talked about in the past uh maybe not straight away but in a little bit uh we'll be having a chat with uh one of the lovely gentlemen over at the jewel sense podcast his name is travis uh he is uh a gran turismo aficionado he is an actual tournament uh racer he has a team and everything uh so we'll be sitting down with them in an episode of more the players where we will tackle uh gt7 from our very novice very amateur very casual approach to someone that is a uh big time fan so we'll have we'll say what our thoughts are because we will be well, i have we're confident we'll be getting a review code from playstation australia in advance so big thank you in pre- pre- prematurely um they've, they've never fooled us wrong before uh so we'll have a lot we'll have some things to say about that but i think having the angle from those two sides i think we'll have a very interesting review uh for you all to check out now babylon's fall which which is this one it's the uh dungeon crawler hack and slash looter thingo from square enix what's the one that you wanted that you're very keen to is written by the dude the road rogue one is that this it no that's um that's uh uh for for spoken, for spoken. oh okay i get them too mixed up like i guess may yeah okay cool oh then 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 i have no memory it's of this fucking game the babylon's fall is kind of like godfall from what i can kind of see well that is only not a good thing um so we'll see there's a beta running now they've announced that their season pass for or their battle pass for season one will be free which is always you know a good sign um the, the the beta progress will roll over to the to the launch of the game from my, is my understanding mm-hmm. i could be wrong um and yet yeah, launches next week interesting anyway mm. cool yeah oh, 
There you go. That brings us to the end of the show. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. It's always nice uh, to have you. And as, as I say each and every week, one of the greatest things you can do to someone is give you their, give you their, your time. Uh, and you have done that. You have given us your time to listen to this show. And we greatly appreciate it. We will always, always be thankful uh, for you taking mm. up time to, to listen to us bullshit about PlayStation. Max, send us home. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter, all of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you want to see us on podcast services be sure to give us a five star rating and a written review which you can now do on spotify if you want to see us on youtube be sure to like subscribe leave a comment below i endeavor to answer every single comment if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash the pop culturist our merchandise store popculture.com slash shop where you can buy shirts and other sort of shit without logos on it and of course you can help support the brands that help support that support us that includes the man shake and of course manscaped we head over to au.manscaped.com where you you've used the promo code ftp you save yourself 20 percent off and get free worldwide shipping go check it out but until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players.